Hello friends, welcome back. Sorry for a bit background noise. There is some work happening near my area. Yeah. So the book that today we are going to discuss is about uh, option B. It's about facing the adversity and building resilience and finding joy by Sheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant. So let's see about the description. Uh, Sheryl writes about her first her uh, own heartbreaking experience with a rare honesty. Then she and Adam translate her personal story into a powerful practical guide for anyone trying to build resilience in their own life. Communities and companies. It's hard to enough to resonate with the readers. It's even harder to help them to take concrete steps towards a better future. Option B does both. Bill and Ben in the gates. I recommend this book everyone around the world. None of us can escape sadness, loss or lives or life's disappointments. or the best option is to find our so the best option to is to find our is option b malala yufas yusuf zai nobel prize peace prize winner option b is a powerful and it's heartbreaking <coughs> hero stories and sometimes unimaginable pain and loss but also how human beings nonetheless have the capacity to endure and and even thrive This book is not just an absorbing read it also provides lessons that everyone needs to learn Atul Gawande author of Being Mortal The book seems very very nice and I'm very happy to grab this so it has also been tagged to the relationships so <laughs> hope we get a better insights on those perspective as well so let's deep dive and read the shorts So what is this book about? The book is about living and growing after facing off with tragedy. Tragedy. It starts us out with the author's shot of adversity and uh, uh introducing us to Cheryl's recent trauma of being a widow. The book has been touching stories and uh, practical advice and Cheryl Sandberg opens it with life is never perfect. We all live some form of option B. Option B is about the struggles that uh, Sandberg Faced after her 47-year-old husband's unexpected death in 2015, after the sudden death of her husband, Cheryl felt confident that she and her children would never uh, feel pure joy again. Her friend Adam Grant, a psychologist at Wharton, told her there are concrete steps people are able to recover and rebound. Option B combines Cheryl's personal insights and other eye-opening research on finding strength in the face of adversity. It explores. So, uh, before we go into reading that, uh, let's define what is rebound. A rebound is something that is not something that is on rebound is starting to increase or power or improve again. So it seems quite uh, um, analogous to the relationships as well. So in some, <coughs> in some films I have noticed we use the rebound word as well, particularly when you are in a bad relationship and don't come back again. Okay, so option B combines Cheryl's personal insights with Adam's uh, eye-opening research on finding strength in the face of adversity. It explores the stories of broad range of people who have overcome challenges in their lives. Identify how we can 
best talk to help others in crisis and offer practical tips for creating resilient families and communities and workplaces option b sometimes sheryl personal insights with adams are you opening research on finding strength in face of adversity it explores the stories of broad range of people who have overcome challenges in their lives identifies how we can best talk to other people in crisis Sheryl Sandberg is a chief operating officer at Facebook and international best-selling author Lean in Women Work and Will to Lead. Before Facebook she was vice president of global online sales and operations at Google. She previously served as staff for the United States Treasury Department and began her work as an economist with the World Bank. Sheryl received a BA summum laude from Harvard University and an MBA from highest distinction from Harvard Business School. Adam Grant is a psychologist and Wharton's top-rated professor as the New York Times best-selling author of Originals. How non-conformists move the world and give and take. As Wharton top-rated professor for 5 straight years, Adam is ex- leading expert on how we can find motivation and meaning and live more generous and create lives. He has been recognized as one of the world's 25 most influential management thinkers and received distinguished scholarly achievement award from the American Psychology Association and National Science Foundation. Book summary of option B. Sandberg and his and her husband Dave Goldberg were on vacation celebrating a friend's birthday in Mexico when he died. They had been married 11 years and have two young children. At the time of his death, the kids were staying back with the uh, Sandberg's parents in California after Dave was missing for few years Sandberg and other two people found him unresponsive he couldn't be resuscitated resuscitated let's know the meaning of that so resuscitated in the sense a uh, revive from unconsciousness or apparent death so he couldn't be resuscitated and it was the 30 minute ambulance right to the nearest hospital dave died instantaneously as it turns out from a massive cardiac event but sandberg wouldn't learn that until later sandberg traveled back to california to give her kids the bad news which was intensely upsetting for everyone the funeral was incredibly hard to sandberg's grief was almost unbearable still she was interviewed when adam grant a family friend and a psychologist told her the resilience wasn't an innate fixed trait but something that people can cultivate in themselves she resolved to work with grant to learn more about resilience and how she could use it to move forward one of the first and the most important things that sandberg learned with the concept called the three p's the three p's concept when dealing with grief it's important to avoid that these three helpful pitfalls the three unhelpful pitfalls to avoid this Psychologist Martin Seligman identified that the three traits the three traits that prevent people from overcoming dramatic events like grief personalization personalization is believed that we are at fault we could have something different and the outcome would be different but obviously it's not our fault we are acting the way we would always have acted and we wouldn't have done it any other way people who blame themselves for bad things that have that happen have much more difficult time getting past them than those who believe it wasn't their fault so personalization is the one thing pervasiveness pervasiveness refers to the assumption that a tragedy will touch every aspect of life 
pervasiveness is the belief that even with <clears throat> that this event will affect all areas of our life the idea that because this sucks that sucks and other things sucks your dog died and now you think your job is going nowhere and your kids don't like you and your sports team is probably going to lose this is just a psychological slant though not founded in reality but avoid this way of thinking one pillar won't down the other whole castle permanence permanence is the assumption that bad situation will never get better it is the belief that after shocks of the events will last forever <clears throat> the idea that feeling we felt when our uh, girlfriend or boyfriend first broke up with us and then we could not imagine being happy again but of course we don't even remember the person name at this point and the remnants of the shrine are buried under the rest of the junk in our closet time heals all wounds and strong feelings lose their strength the idea that the feeling we felt when our girlfriend or boyfriend first broke up with us and we could not imagine being happy again the idea that feeling we felt when our girlfriend or boyfriend first broke up with us we could not imagine being happy again but of course we don't even remember that person's name at this point and remnants of the shrine are buried under the rest of the junk in our closet time heals all wounds and strong feelings lose their strength permanence may be hard for to combat having to those use time travel to do so but it's necessary to remember and stay focused and keep a healthy mindset as we get older we define happiness less in terms of excitement more in terms of peacefulness reverend <coughs> veronica joins sums this up as peace is joy at rest and joy is peace on its on its feet and joy is peace on its feet to build resilience sandberg understood that she had to avoid three peace this was difficult at least at first initially she blamed herself for dev's death although she got past when she learned he had died almost instantly pervasiveness and permanence were trickier because it was difficult <coughs> for sandberg to imagine that she would ever feeling other than abject misery so let's see what is abject an abject is a complete the state of being extremely poor or unhappy or unsuccessful sandberg to imagine that she would ever feel anything other than abject misery so in meantime sandberg tried to focus on the positive she tried to cultivate an attitude of gratitude feeling thankful for all the good things in our life especially her children resilience comes from deep within us and from support outside us it comes from gratitude <coughs> for uh, sorry it comes from gratitude for what's good in our lives from leaning into the suck it comes after analyzing how we process grief and how the and, uh, and form simply accepting the grief what's good in our life and from leaning into the suck it comes from the gratitude for what's good in our life from leaning into the suck it comes from analyzing how we process grief and uh, simply accepting the grief sometimes we have less control than what we think 
sometimes uh, we have more we have more i learned <coughs> what life pulls you under and key against the bottom break the surface and breathe again shell sandbag grant told her the psychological research supports the notion that people who express gratitude uh, reciprocally work ferociously so work ferociously is uh, let's see what does that mean work ferociously is in a loud or forceful manner happier than those who dwell on the negative and he suggested exercises like <coughs> and he suggested exercises like writing down the things for which she felt grateful even when those things seemed smaller or inconsequential and he suggested exercises like writing down the things for which she felt grateful even when those seemed smaller and inconsequential and he suggested exercises like writing down the things for which she felt grateful even when those things seemed smaller and inconsequential one thing that Cheryl found very difficult in the first months after her husband's death was interacting with other people or at least some other people it seemed like some people knew exactly what to say whereas others ignored her tragedy entirely dev's death was the was the elephant in the room especially at work sandberg knew that people were hesitant to bring it up because they didn't want to make her sad but she was already sad her mother stayed with her for a month after dev's death her brother called her every day for 6 months she felt loved even in the darkest moments of as she grieved sandberg learned to show herself compassion and forgiveness one of the most important things i have learned is how deeply you can keep mo- keep loving someone after they die you may not be able to hold them or talk them or you may even date or love someone else but you can still love them every bit as much playwright robert scoff anderson captured it perfectly death ends a life but it does not end a relationship <coughs> Cheryl Sandberg you would probably like a boost at the end of the long day you were something to look forward to and there is a technique that gives you something to look forward while you even while even providing psychological and therapeutic therapeutic benefits at the end of the day pull out your journal and write out these four things list three small wins this can be anything from i went through all my emails today i washed a few dishes i orient uh, this orients uh, you to accomplish of the day and further cements the notion that life isn't over and you are still in progress journal a bit whatever about the day comes to mind how you felt and how you when you felt what you did deserves as not only trip to the past uh, when you read it over but it also a tons of therapeutic benefits write out what you were grateful for <coughs> one small thing that one 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 small thing and one big thing i'm grateful for my health and i'm grateful that i have a car to drive gratefulness being brings out the healthy perspective making you think thankful that what you do have reminding you that things could be much worse write out three moments of joy that you experienced did you laugh with your coworkers did you kid ask did you have a funny question did you step outside with into a beautiful lady write these moments down Oh, you remind yourself that you can still enjoy the events in life. Then you haven't lost that. Plus, it's a good reminder of the fun times, especially when you go through the notebook letter. The importance of control. <clears throat> in classic experiments on stress, people performed tasks that required concentration, like solving puzzles. Uh, 
while being blasted at random intervals with uncomfortably loud sounds they started sweating and their heart rates and blood pressure climbed they struggled to focus and made mistakes many got so frustrated that they gave up to reduce anxiety and researches uh, gave some of the participants an escape if the noise become too unpleasant they would press a button and make it stop sure enough the button allowed them to say calmer makes few mistakes and um, show less uh, irritation but the surprising part is that none of the participant actually pushed the button stopping the noise didn't make the difference knowing they should stop the noise did they were in control so that they would endure the stress having control has always been a factor in satisfaction having a button to push when things seem enough to make them more manageable <coughs> <coughs> Cheryl comments that you know the mental health resources available to you and how friends and family uh, know you can talk to be repeat to yourself that if it gets to too much then you have got to push the button and you have always got your palm to go and lean on to recap when dealing with grief it is important to avoid personalization pervasiveness and permanence give yourself a boost by writing out three small wins two things you are grateful for three moments of joy and journaling seek out or know what you have a button push if weight gets too heavy post traumatic growth grant and his colleagues university of pennsylvania claim that they have five forms of post traumatic growth finding personal strength gaining experience joy looks different forming deeper relationships discovering more meaning in life seeming to be new possibilities sandberg says When she first uh, heard Grant uh, Grant about this she thought it was a hype then Grant replied her own advice you often argue that people can't be what they can't see Grant said to her if you don't see the growth is possible you are not going to find it she decided to look for it post traumatic growth makes it uh, makes it uh, sound like uh, something you might uh, want it's not it's just making the best out of bad situation or sandboxes kicking the shit out of option b tragedy brings a uh, breaks down your door and takes your prisoner to escape uh, takes effort and energy seeking joy and facing adversity in taking back what was stolen from you getting it back can feel like herculean accomplishment how children build resilience building resilience depends upon opportunities children have the relationships they form with parents caregivers teachers and friends we can start by helping children develop uh, four core beliefs they have some control other over their lives they can learn from failure the matter uh, the matter as human beings they have real strength to rely on the share sandberg greatest gift on how they help children comes from the family she rules and has children created they are profoundly powerful set of guidelines for children who are grieving and also those who are not the chart that wrote gives them permission to feel the sadness anger and loss permeating their life it encourages the self compassion and forgiveness and allows the happiness when it appears perhaps the most importantly it teaches that they ask for help when they need sandberg teaches us the power of double so- sorries quickly saying sorry when rage gets the best of you and then mirroring or summarizing how the other person feel is 
make sure that they feel acknowledged to make sure feeling to make sure that they acknowledge it this is something she learned when she took up her daughter to a leadership camp we take it back was was a mantra that three of them developed on the way to give up things that reminded them of dev but uh, incorporate them into fabric of their life allowing ourselves to be happy accepting that it's okay to push through the guilt and seek joy is the dream for our permanence Sheryl Sandberg so that's where we end the book i think the book is very 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 interesting and uh, i personally like the three piece concept one is personalization uh, in a way not everything uh, is about to stick on what you believe so uh, it's not a, about to you and perceive perceive pervasiveness Perse- uh, pervasiveness is the like if uh, one pillar is bad you expect every other pillar would go bad that's the uh, wrong assumptions and the permanence is assumption that the bad situation will never get better like think it think of it like a think of it like a permanence as uh, there is a bad pillar and then it cannot be get bettered uh, after shocks will ever lost so like you have the still options so permanence is not something uh, that is going to happen because the only constant is change so personalization uh, it's not about you it could be other factors and perseverance perseverance it's about uh, the pillars uh, the other pillars does not necessarily be bad just because you have one pillar bad in building a house and then permanence it's like about uh, having a bad situation can never get better so if you this you could get an insight like uh, one is about you and one is <clears throat> outside of you about you is the something that uh, uh, personalization is referring about and perceiveness is also our own interpretation on the outside things and finally permanence permanence is nothing but uh, in a assumption that there is uh, there is always a constant there is no change inside that so these three are the greatest insights i got and i'm really grateful that i read this book and hope you enjoyed let's see uh, let's meet next time bye